All right, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, this week, I'm excited to introduce a new coach that we're going to be bringing on board full-time. Um, if you guys are watching this, you've probably seen him at the gym. Um, he came and did the Open with us. He's been coming and training for a few months with us, driving up from Cincinnati. Uh, this is Jack Howard. Um, I met Jack with Dan and Arlie. About a year and a half ago, um, when we were taking the conjugate weightlifting seminar, and Jack uh, was an assistant coach in, in that seminar, and then he also participated in it with us, and it was really cool. He was, uh, you know, a year and a half in a, in a young life like his is, is kind of a long time ago, probably in where he's been going in his career, and it seems like yesterday for me, because he looks totally different now, and his personality's even changed. He's got a lot of, like, he's, he's just more confident, he's strong, um, and he was then. I remember when, when we were in the seminar, um, we're doing deadlifts. The first thing we're doing was sumo deadlifts, and... Uh, I remember I was feeling pretty confident in my deadlift. I had uh, I had just hit a 500-pound PR maybe a month or two before that. And Shane, who was leading the seminar, was teaching us how to uh, sumo deadlift and really wedge your body underneath it. And, and um, I remember Dan, Arlie, and I were all – the first thing, like right off the bat, caught our eye. He looked like uh, him and Leanne, who who was the, uh, the other assistant um, – they looked like they had like a hydraulic press. Like it, it didn't, it looked almost like inhuman how fast they were through the middle. And I'm still kind of chasing that. And I'm going to have Jack probably work on that with me because uh, my hips don't do that. But that was the first thing that caught our eye. And, and we've been in touch ever since. And, and it's kind of led to this moment. And uh, I think today what we're just going to do is just so you guys, you're going to be having him in class. He's going to be coaching four thirties. Um, pretty steadily through the week, uh, 630 level twos. And then you'll see him in power hour as well on the weekends. And then, um, doing elements, personal training, um, popping up all over the schedule. Um, we're just going to kind of get to know him. And, and part of this for me, like we're, we're starting to get to, he's staying with us right now, um, while he's in town, getting a place ready. Um, but really just, it's for us too, just to get to know Jack. And I think maybe Jack, you could kick it off just like Kind of give us like a, a, a Cliff's Notes version of um, maybe who you are and your like sporting background and how you got into CrossFit. And then uh, we'll kind of plug away with questions from there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've been doing CrossFit for about 10 years. Um, my mom got me started in it. So obviously, shout out mom. Um, love the moms. Uh, that's how anything always gets started. Uh, nutrition stuff like that but uh ideally i was just doing it for football um doing it for football um and sports in general basketball stuff like that i only played sports in high school and stuff like that so um really that's all i did it for and then i want to say one or two years in um i decided i was like i want to try to compete i want to try to see where this goes um, when was your first open that was in 2015. Okay, cool. So yeah, 10 so years ago, you were 12, right? I was 12, yeah. I was doing CrossFit before I knew what it was. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so 2015, you were, what, like 14? Yeah, that was the first year that they had the teenagers division, cool, cool. I think. 
Yep. Um, and yeah, so I started in that and then all the way up until 18 when I ended up uh, qualifying for that, qualifying for that top 200. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been a lot of fun um, changing gyms and stuff like that um, and finding who will teach you and help you are uh, major things in the game. So yeah, like coming up here is a no brainer. Um, especially like after learning so much from Shane, uh, and all the, uh, all those coaches down there. Um, yeah, my game is definitely, uh, it's growing and it's continued to grow. Um, but yeah. So he really, he really helped kind of put together that strength piece and, and wrap your head. I mean, that's what pops out. Like when, when I watch you train is like, Obviously, and something you're going to help bring to the table here and help us grow is um, that strength aspect. You know, the last few days I saw you, you know, back squatting 465 casually on a Monday. And then you were, you know, the next day before level two, you were building up. You had, you know, three wheels plus some change uh, doing a hang, squat, clean and jerk. Um, You're moving some serious weight. And you're doing it with uh, with excellent technique. Um, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about how maybe you got connected with Shane and and where that you know how that went and and uh, you know how it maybe changed the way you you wrapped your head around training because I'm always interested. I can nerd out on that all day. So yeah, I would say um, so in, initially how I uh, I started looking at Westside and uh, conjugate in general um, is I broke my foot. Um, hitting a PR back squat of, I want to say, 405. And I was like, okay. Like, I, I picked up a your 10. Your foot broke? I, I broke my foot shortly after that. Literally oh, okay. in the same night, okay. I picked up a kid's 10-pound kettlebell, and I broke the outside part of my foot, my fifth metatarsal. Did you okay, drop this it? makes more sense now. I couldn't no. understand how those two okay. were related. Okay. okay. Literally just so you, picked it up. You probably had like a stress fracture there or something. Okay. Oh, you didn't drop. Did you drop the weight? Nope. Oh, you picked it up and you felt your foot Picked drop. it up, felt it snap. And I was like, well, I was like, what is that? I was like, why did I do that? It's like repetitive use of pattern. Uh, I didn't have enough fitness level. Um, and those, that fitness level and that kind of GPP all go together to make sure that you're ready to handle certain loads and stuff like that. And yep. being able to max out like a conjugate method. Um, how old were you when that happened? I was 19. Okay. Yeah. And you said you got into like nutrition stuff with your mom too. She introduced you to that. Okay. Yeah. What's your mom's background? Um, so my mom uh, she has, I want to say 12 to 13 years of coaching CrossFit. She started at the first CrossFit gym in Northern Kentucky and then moved out from there. Um, but mainly she has been like, um, basically helping us and, uh, just kind of facilitating our sports backgrounds and such. Um, and just being an awesome mom. And then, um, yeah, she got her PN level one. Um, and then really started to try to help me fine tune stuff, especially as I uh, kind of qualified in that 2018 year. And I was like, I have to keep going. I have yeah. to keep doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, cool. that's really neat. 
Yeah. Really cool. So has she always been interested in like health and fitness the whole, oh, your yeah. whole childhood? Okay. Yeah. Her and my dad have always been, uh, have always been into health and fitness. Um, they've always made us work out. I always hated doing any workout that she would put us through. Hmm. It was awful. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm getting stronger. I'm doing better. I'll just continue going with this. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So did sports get you more into that? Like, oh, like yeah. yeah, being competitive. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially, um, I remember one comment from our football coaches. Um, he, he made a comment to my dad. He's like, your boys have some of the best technique for weightlifting that I've seen. Um, and I was like, I have to keep doing it. I was like, I can't let any, any of these guys down. I was like, I gotta be, I gotta be really strong. It's like, just gotta keep moving. Gotta be the strongest on the team. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So you got into conjugate and you started to notice with doing all the variation and the changing of, you know, you're hitting one reps from different pins, bands, chains, and it's keeping your, you're able to hit heavy weights and heavy loads consistently and you're not getting hurt as often. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll, I'll, um, I was talking to you the other day, like the longer I do this, I like to hang out on the other side of the gym and probably eventually I'll get to be almost like half and half where I get really sturdy when I'm doing a lot of power hour and my body starts to adapt to it and I kind of switch back and forth and then my CrossFit will be really good. And then when I feel like things are kind of like shaken apart, I'll kind of move back over there and I'll go back and forth and I haven't quite figured out how to completely marry the two. And I think it's always like, you know, it's always, you're always trying to find that balance, but I've, I've really, I've really gotten a lot out of, um, training that way. My brain really wraps around CrossFit mm-hmm. style training a little easier than it does the, con- I like training conjugate, like a student, like an athlete. And then I'm more of a teacher on the CrossFit side. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's just how I kind of see it. But so um, could you explain exactly what conjugate method is? Jack? So, um, Conjugate method is constantly varied uh, movements uh, performed at high intensity across um, mobile and uh, different time domains. So it is CrossFit. It's CrossFit in the sense that um, Shane will have me do um, a 2K row uh, compare, er, and then put in five minutes of rest, another 2K row. Um, it could be uh, upwards of a mile and a half run with a sledgehammer, uh, into a thousand meter sprint. It could be, um, four sets of 20, um, sumo deadlift, uh, from the rack with max band tension, trying to generate as much power as possible, uh, and trying to create certain patterns that even if they're breaking down, um, you are going to be in the most optimal position through any plane, being able to move in any direction. So it's really like bulletproofing your body. And there's probably a lot of neurological training to that as well. Yes, you're training your CNS in every single thing that you do to be able to handle heavy loads throughout any competition. Yeah. I like the band stuff for that reason, because it's like it's got to you really have to be awake and alert and it keeps your body kind of ready for anything. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, you get one band um, like, yeah, you can you can put a band on anything. you can uh, do all kinds of stuff with the bands. It's not just squats. It's not just deadlifts. You can do your accessory work with bands. You can do tricep stuff with bands. Um, 
anything that is going to help you, you can do it with bands. Okay. So how would that differ from just like your normal, like powerlifting or normal, like, so for everybody out there, that's like, yeah, I just like to go lift or like bodybuilding type lifting. How, what would you say is like the biggest uh, variable? Yeah. So the biggest variable for that is the intent with the training. We're not going to do anything that is going to be detrimental to the body. Uh, that's going to uh, put any kind of stressor that is undue. So sometimes with bodybuilding and regular powerlifting and like regular period linear, linearization, um, it will detrain people rather than building up their fitness and building up their strength at the same time. So ideally, we're trying to make you as strong as possible and as fit as possible all within the same uh, time period. Gotcha. And so, I mean, I can speak to that, especially with the bodybuilding. I mean, people might look strong, but they're weak as hell when they're on yeah. stage. Yeah. And they can't yeah, you're do talking much about at joints all. too. Yeah. You want to have non-shearing joints. You want to be able to have that cartilage. You want to be able to prolong your career. It might not be as effective uh, in the short term, but it's not a short-term game anymore. It's a long-term game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Shane talking about not trying to um, give up capacity, you know, exchanging capacity one for another. And um, you're talking about volume here. You're talking about impact type yeah. movements, like a lot of running, like that sort of thing. Yeah, you, at the end of the day, you want to be as healthy as possible. And if if your program doesn't give you that, it's not the right program for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that can speak to a lot of you know, listeners, whether you're a CrossFitter or a runner or whatever. I mean, I come from that background, just beat the hell out of your body. And for probably a good 10 years, I woke up every day just feeling like complete ass. I'm like, well, this is just what you do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went straight from bodybuilding to like endurance type stuff. Um, nothing like super extreme, uh, just like half marathons. But, you know, you're training for like hours every day with a lot of impact. So um, that's really cool. That's really, really neat. So you're really into competing now. Yeah. Yeah. Competing. Uh, so yeah, I'll be uh, working full time up here, training full time, um, doing everything full time. So, <laughs> so he's got a good crew now to do it with. That's right. And I love, um, you know, I was talking to him a little bit last night about, I'm like, what I love right now is <clears throat> we've got a really good base and a really good groove and everything. Everything's going really well where, those three level two classes every day, we've got a good training crew and a lot of people pushing against each other. And it, it really takes me back. It's been, this year's been the best year we've had with that whole gang training. You know, I mean, I have to go back to like 2018 was a pretty good year, but really like in that 2016 era for us, we had, we had a good solid like six, seven year run. And then um, what started to happen, and, and for better or worse, what started to happen and what started to change with um, how gyms implemented like training for competitive athletes is a lot of people were doing a lot of individual design, um, working out on their own. And then most of the gyms right around that era, especially when they sort of started to take some funding away from the games and things like that. They went to being like general population focused. We've always done both. 
And yeah. I separated those two well before almost any other gym did. Like most gyms would like, they would just train their, they try and train their like games athletes and their uh, general population in the same class. Yeah. And what, where there was nothing wrong with that. Um, like I would do it on Saturdays. I'd, I'd always encourage everyone to do like the hero workout and, and train together or to go back and forth. If like a, a workout kind of served them better that day. There's definitely a specific demand and a specific intent. And you want to get people with that specific intent together to train. Um, so back in 2012, we made that level two program. We're somewhere along the way, like when that happened, we started to get people coming in uh, typically from other facilities and other gyms who if you were a competitive athlete, you worked out in the corner by yourself with an app yep. for three hours a day. But what I would notice too, is people would just walk through the training. A lot of people, I wouldn't even say they were really, you know, this might piss some people off. They weren't competitors. They weren't scratching the surface of, of qualifying for anything. They just kind of fancied themselves that and they would work out for three and a half hours a day and they'd walk through a, a training app in the corner. And then it got to be where, you know, I'd come into my gym and there'd be like six, seven people doing that with headphones and blinders on, like walking, lunging through classes and stuff. And, and it did not feel right. It didn't feel like that was the way I wanted to go. And I reined that whole thing in. It didn't go on for too long, maybe six months to a year. I reined it in. We got everyone training again in that level two class together, got that group really strong. And then this year it's really showing. I think it's just like everyone did phenomenally in the open. Like we just had, you know, I think close to like 30 quarter finalists in there. And we really could have had probably like 40. Honestly, we had a bunch of people on the bubble, some people who, would have done it had they just done the workouts. Yeah. Um, and then not just that, but like in the quarterfinals, people just doing really well. Whereas like those people would have qualified, like I was saying, when they had a bigger funnel for the regionals, we would have had a bunch of regional, individual regional qualifiers had that been, you know, eight, 10 years ago. Um, and as we're, I don't want to jinx it, as we're talking right now, the team's doing very well in the uh, quarterfinal. Um, and again, what I love about it is it's it's a it's a homegrown team. It's uh it's one that's all training together. It's not a recruited team. We're not um we're not bringing people in just to train to uh, qualify for it, and they're not really training at the gym. Yeah. With the rules now, it's really tricky to just home grow a team. Yeah, they're a part of the community. Yes, they're a complete part of the community. People have like came here from the ground up and. Uh, I, I, that's, that's the way we're going to always rock it out. Um, well, everybody kind of has the same sort of values and you guys have the same sort of goals where you're like a team where yeah. if you're bringing people in, you know, that person's kind of got a lot of like their own values or where, you know, what gym they yeah. came from and probably more of like, uh, just less of a common goal. And those yeah. teams can do really well. And they're, they're the ones who are typically you're seeing out there now. Yeah. I just love... I love like growing it from, you know, the ground up. Everyone's got a fair shot at making it, you know, and it's something that like people can aspire to almost like if you're in high school and you want to play a sport for a team, like you're trying out for the team and it's like, everyone's got an equal chance at it. I, I just 
something about that feels like it just feels right to me to do it that way. And like bringing in a guy like you, who's into it, you're going to be right there trying to make the team next year and all exactly. that, you know, <laughs> you're going to be in the mix. Uh, it, it's just like, it feels like that side of the gym is, and it's a very hard thing to keep rolling for, you know, decades now. I mean, it's been, we're coming up on 15 years of I was just thinking about keeping that. a competitive, 15, yeah, a competitive a culture straight rolling through it where, you know, unless you were one of those top few gyms where that's all your whole gym is about, which for us, it's, it's a small part. It's a small piece of it. It's less than 10% of our gym. Yeah. Um, but we've kept that culture healthy and thriving for 15 straight years um, without deviating from our core values to try and, you know, keep up with the curve. Like I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not sending an email to, so-and-so who qualified as an individual to like recruit them to the gym or pay them to be here or anything like that. It's just like, we're growing it organically and we're going to go out there and we're going to kick ass and, and, and just keep developing people from that. We'll have good years. We'll have bad years, but it's just like a high school. It's like who you get, <laughs> you know, it's who, who you, who you get, who, man, the freshman class is really good this year. You know, we're going to be good when they're seniors. I feel like that kind of like, that's how our gym is. And, you know, I think we'll see games teams again when we get a good crop of people. And um, I love that aspect of the gym. And what I, I'm really, me and me and Kate, because we've kind of aged out of that in a lot of ways and kind of we're managing the gym. I love passing that torch to guys like you, to Drake, to Brad, to all of you guys to like, you know, I'm just basically taking that baton and passing it to you. And you guys are going to take it to a level that like, and already I'm watching you guys do stuff that's like over my head. And like, I conceptually, it's not even clicking anymore, but it's cool to watch it now, yeah. you know? So I'm just like, you guys freaking go with that and I'll support it. I'll lend like my maybe high level advice, Yeah. but like, you know, from that micro level, like it's, uh, it's getting away from like you guys, the stuff they want you to do now is like, you know, it just keeps yeah, compounding. The sport's changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I think it's really cool and that's what it has to do. Yeah. You can't, you can't throw people off by giving them double unders or muscle ups now, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to keep evolving. Um, so do you have any, uh, per well, I'm sure you do, but do you care to share your personal and professional goals? Personal and professional <laughs> goals. Um, Yes. So, um, as far as CrossFit, um, and what I want to do, um, I would like to make it to the games. On then a team individually. Doesn't matter. However it works. Yeah. However it works. <laughs> okay. And then I want to win it. So okay. I'm comfortable with saying however that. However it works on a team or individual. Okay. However it goes. That's okay. all I want. And then I want to win it again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win it a few more times. <laughs> I want to win it as many times as they'll let me win. Okay. What drives you with that? Um, just personal discipline. I just, I want it. I want okay. it that like bad. It. Yeah. Cool. I'll do anything within the rules to win and it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Even, even if it means you being 
a 50 year old masters in weeding and then doesn't matter 60 plus i'm there i'm there we're all meeting at the end He's anyway. on to it. that's right yeah Kids, every year i told you i told you i'm it. going he's, he's, he started he started winning it in his 36th season that's right well i'll tell <laughs> you what started Bra- as a team. brandon pulled this up he's on this uh master boxing uh group and he pulled this up he's like this guy's 75 and he's looking for a fight. 73. <laughs> or 73. Okay. I love yeah. That. He's and got I was like, 31. I can totally see. He's got 31 <laughs> fights. 31 <laughs> amateur fights. He's 73. And uh, you know, they have a tournament and they're just like looking to pair a boxer. Like I was like, wait, that's because I feel like like I just, you know, I'm still trying to like compete a little bit in yeah. boxing. Getting back into that. And they have, they just started, you know, I think. 10 years ago, when I was first boxing, they didn't even have the category. Once you were over 34, you were eliminated from amateur boxing. You had to turn pro. Oh, okay. Or you could maybe do some, like, um, probably Billy Bob, like, tough man type stuff. Yeah. But, like, then USA Boxing created, like, a, a, a master's category, and... It's funny because that's what I had planned on competing in. And then I just, I just fought open division stuff in the, uh, in the fall, fought a 28 year old. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, but this next one, I want to do a a tournament and it's, it's masters. So it'll be my, I have to do it. Once you're over 40, when you're 41, um, you have to go, you have to fight the old guys. This is like, this is the Kumite, right? Yes. Yeah. To the death. They won't, they won't let you do it. But it was just funny because there was like, like there's a 73 year old dude doing this next tournament. I got no excuses. Yeah. He's got 31 fights. Now they're going to match him with someone ideally who's probably like 67 to 75. You know, they're yeah. going to try and get you in there with a, a guy who's who's plodding along at the same sort of yeah. uh pace as you. They're not going to throw him in there with a 36 year old dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just cool. I'm like this dude's he fights often. He's got 31 of these. <laughs> That's things. pretty awesome. I, yeah. I thought it was cool. an old cool. man looking for a I fight. I thought it was Heck cool. Yeah. Well, I love, I love the ambition, man. I love that uh, you don't um, – I kind of made a post with that. Like, if you don't have the belief in something, um, that belief is what means everything. If you're just like, ah, oh, I will never do that. And, you know, my goal when I got into CrossFit – competing was to make the games one way or another. I did not believe I could win. Um, It was to make the games one way or another. And I I was able to check that box. Now it was much easier at the time. The funnel was bigger. Uh, They took more teams, everything. They had more people on teams. Um, But at that time it was a realistic goal. And I was able to check that box and get in there really uh, uh, in in large part to our our females being really freaking good that year yeah. and uh I was kind of a role player but um you know maybe if I had more belief in myself I could have gone farther and it's really cool like you know where you set the bar is where you're going to go it's like um if you believe you can you can if you believe you can't you can't so yeah. I think that's that's awesome and We'll try and support you and do whatever we can to to help you get there. We've got the the, the physical therapists, the the food people here. So, um, you know, we want to grow a community that you know whatever your goal is, we can try and try and meet you where you're at and and help you get there. 
And you're currently studying exercise science too. You wanted to finish up that degree. That's really cool. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Do that while you're doing this. That's so really where neat. where are you at with that? Um, where are you are you currently taking classes or? Yeah, so I turn. I currently take online classes. I think I have a year and a half left. Cool. Um, and then yeah, I'm free of that. I have that piece of paper. Uh, but yeah, um, I won't use it much. I definitely won't use it much. It's, it's good to have that goal like that, though, though, and to have that those letters. Yeah. It, it just like it makes things. I got a um, what was it? I think it was a math class that kept me out of exercise science. Is what I wanted to do. I, I went into I did physical education, got my degree. Even I got my teaching license and taught for a little bit too. Um, but I think there was like I had to get a calculus course. Oh yeah. So and I couldn't pass that to save my life. <laughs> So, um, I like, I just was the pre-cal was like something I had to take twice in college. I was banging my head against the wall. So that's what kind of kept me, yeah, kept the, me out of that. And, the and physics classes, I've, I've already started reading some of the books from, from Westside anyway, uh, about physics. So, um, that's yeah, good. when those physics classes come up, that'll be a lot easier for me to do. I am not a math person. At all. Yeah, that was my that was my mm, thing. It was the math. It was the math. The only like math I do is bar math. Yeah, that's all I know. Yeah, I had to sit right beside my professor and do all my homework. Like I would not do it on my own. Yeah. Every day I was right there in those labs. They're just like, I'm gonna get you out of here so I don't have to have <laughs> <Yeah>. you back. It's <laughs> like here's Kate again. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I had to. Come that's cool. So did your mom still coach CrossFit? Yes. Yeah, so up until um, I want to say. Three or four months ago, she has been a coach. Um, right now, she's just taking some time off, trying to be an athlete. So oh, cool. ideally what she wants to do, she wants to try and take her turn at possibly making uh, uh, that next step into that uh, quarterfinals for like uh, Masters yep. and then also possibly trying to go to the games. Oh, cool. Very How old is your mom now? Uh, she is, don't hate me, mom. 49. I okay. think it's 49. Okay, yeah. cool. Really neat. Really my mom neat. my mom just made quarterfinals for the first time this year. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's been doing it for maybe 11 years. And your mom's 65, is that right? Did she just yeah, turn 65? Yeah, yeah, she just hit that that division. And she's, when they had the top 200, she was always on the edge. She was like in the 220 range. Yeah. So she had, didn't crack in there and then... This year, she just hit. She hit that 100-pound thruster. That was really good. She hit a 102-pound yeah. 102 oh, thruster. Oh, that's right, 102. That's yeah. awesome. For 65, <laughs> so that was that was a legit. That's uh, pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah, that was a legit thruster. She didn't even realize how good it was, I don't think. I think you got her like 30th in the world for that age group. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so she, she, uh, she's been, she didn't work out and train when I was uh, growing up. Yeah. And then when I got into CrossFit, I got her into it. Um, she goes to always forward out in Granville yeah. and has done that for 10 or 11 years now. And uh, she can climb ropes and do double unders and all that stuff. And she's, she's 65. It's, it's really cool. And like we work, we were in Puerto Rico and she was working out with us on vacation and uh, she goes four or five days a week, like without fail. It's awesome. So that is awesome. It's, it's cool to like have parents who do it. Yeah. You weren't just like, you know, I, why are you doing all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, what are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, 
why don't you get a real job? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. you, need, you need to get a real job. Yeah, Doing, quit all this training. Yep. Start start thinking about your future and start selling insurance. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Does your dad go in and work out with her? Or yes. they kind of do their, okay. Yeah, cool. so the only time that he will go in and work out is with my mom. Okay. So it's very okay. cool. Yeah, they actually just sent me some video of what they were doing today. Um, I think he got up into his first handstand up on the wall today. Um, that makes him sound super old. He's not. Um, I want to say he's about 55. Yeah. But um, he. It's scary for a lot of people to go upside. It was really scary for me to go upside down the first time. And I was like 30 yeah. when I first started. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really cool to see him do that just because he doesn't like to try to do um, some of that gymnastic stuff. So yeah. it's cool to see that yeah. he's he's taking more interest in it. And now he can. Stuff. That's really cool. That's really, really neat when people push themselves when they're older and just try new things. I think that's a big deal. That's really neat. Yeah. So you think you're going to be a lifelong coach like your mom? 100%. Yeah, I love coaching. Um, I'm a much better uh, coach than I am an athlete. Um, but, you know, I have to be the best of both. So <laughs> that's just, that's just the way it is. I have to do it. Yep. Yeah, it's my job. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, we're lucky to have you. Yeah, man, we're <laughs> we're su we're super stoked to have you, and and you guys, you're going to be seeing Jack around a lot. Um, you know, even when he's not working, you're going to see him in here training. You're just going to see him around the gym. Um, say hi. He'll probably introduce himself, but introduce yourself. You've seen this podcast, and um, we're just super stoked to have him and. You know, we don't even know how to fully utilize him yet. I'll probably be doing some personal training with him myself to learn because that's what that's how I met him. I was learning from him and uh, his coach Shane at the time. And and uh, you know what's really cool is he's super open to learn stuff and and he's also eager to teach and not afraid to teach everyone and anyone. Um, and he's got a really good way of doing it. So uh, you know. Welcome, Jack Howard, and uh, we're stoked to have you, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Just look for the mustache, guys. Just look for the mustache. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys.